plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. No, I'm not for sale. are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Colts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Danley. And uh, first of all, I want to apologize for not having a, a Tuesday show for you as early as uh, expected and as typical. Um, come down with a bit of a 24-hour bug last night and just couldn't shake it but um, I'm here now and trying to get you guys some more information as we get into uh, this week and as it's a little more of elongated Thursday to uh, Sunday game because we have this uh, game following on the uh, Monday night football so this is a little uh, little added extra break even from a normal uh, Thursday game uh, hangover so uh, let's get started. I'm going to get you guys going with these pro football focus grades a little bit's changed even though the Colts haven't played since Thursday so uh, I figured you guys would be interested in this, and some of this has changed, some of it uh, for the better, some for the worse, but I think a lot of it is expected. So uh, first and foremost, the quarterbacks, Andrew Luck, who had been pretty much second or third through the uh, majority of the entire season, has fallen to fifth overall now uh, behind Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson somehow. Uh, so I, I'm not real sure about why that is. I would assume that you know they they have him graded better uh against the run significantly but only slightly worse in passing situations which again makes no sense to me not to mention if you i guess they don't average your grade they give you an overall grade but either way you look at it i don't see how andrew luck could possibly be, be- uh worse than andrew wills uh An- Andrew Luck could possibly be worse or less uh, effective than Russell Wilson. And not to mention, Derek Carr is having a pretty special year. Not sure how he is below Andrew Luck, to be quite honest with you. I think those two, uh, at a minimum, should be flip-flopped. I think Derek Carr is far better right now than Russell Wilson. And uh, I think that's something that needs to change. But it is what it is. There's not a whole lot we can do about it. But Andrew Luck is at fifth right now. And, you know, that's uh, a a solid grade at 88.7. You know, it's pretty nice. I'd Nobody expects him to be the top-rated passer because of the chances that he takes and the way that uh, Andrew Luck goes about his everyday process uh, in games. So, not not like I said, a little worse than pass, but not not unexpected for sure. Uh, we get to the running backs. Frank Gore is number thirty overall, and his grade is his overall grade is a sixty-eight point two. We've seen a lot of things from him, and then this past game on Thursday. We just didn't see him get uh, hardly any positive yards at all. It was kind of a uh, a bad situation for him. You know, like I said at halftime, he was uh, like he got 11 carries for 16 yards, so that's obviously not where he wants to be. But uh, you know, he'll he'll fluctuate up and up, uh, up and down just because of the way that Indianapolis's offense is uh, structured. So uh, we get to the wide receivers: T.Y. Hilton tied with Jarvis Landry for 10th with an 84.3 grade. 
Um, there's a handful of guys that are ahead of him that I think you could make a case for uh, being below him. But there's also a couple guys below him that you could make a case for being ahead of him. So uh, he, he's right in there in the mix, and you could put him anywhere from 8 to, to 12 or 13, and it's basically all the same uh, grade, you know, just with a percent, slight point uh, tenths of difference. So uh, then we have Dante Moncrief, who's down at 34th overall with a 78.1. And uh, that's definitely the two highest points for the Colts there. Now, the Colts wide receiver core, as we've gone through, uh, certainly need to catch the ball a lot better going forward, or this is going to be a disastrous last five final games of the season. We've seen you know, just a multitude of drops. It's just terrible. And it doesn't matter if it's Scott Tolzien or Andrew Luck, whoever is playing quarterback, they're not doing anything with uh, that, that sort of a drop rate. It's just out of control right now. So uh, as we get over to the tight ends, Jack Doyle is at 18th at 72.4, right behind uh, Anthony Fasano and right above Kyle Rudolph. I like him there. I think that's a solid place. I mean, that's a solid uh, representation of where he is, I think, amongst the lead, maybe a touch higher. But like I said, when you get any higher, it's just slight uh, tenths of points and stuff uh, of difference as far as uh, where they're ranked and, and so on. When we get down to 55th is where Dwayne Allen sits at a 46.3. Uh, they kind of force-fed him the past couple games. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. I know they feel that they need to get Dwayne Allen more involved in the offense. But when you have a guy like Jack Doyle who is – involved already in the offense is making uh, significant strides and is bettering the offense the more you target him it doesn't make sense to take targets away from that guy you don't pick and choose who's effective if Dwayne Allen's not being effective you don't give him the ball I mean it's just that simple you know you get it get it to him within the structure of the offense but you certainly don't force feed him into the offense because he just hasn't been that great this year and to be saying he hasn't been that great might be a bit of an extreme he hasn't hardly even been good so uh, he's had a couple of good games where he's caught the ball pretty well yeah I did catch the ball pretty well uh, this past Thursday but uh, any, any way you look at it, he's just not, um, you know, a, a huge part of this offense, and I don't think they need to force feed it. Uh, get to the tackles. Anthony Costanzo's fallen to 23rd overall with an 80.7 grade. Now the Indianapolis is uh, now the Colts' offensive line has been a, a bit of an issue uh, as time has passed, and it's getting. Uh, kind of worse, I would say, because they don't really have to. Uh, they don't really feel the structure there in that offense um, about how guys are working together. Some guys are still missing assignments. Some some guys are still um, not understanding that delaying blitzes from opposing defenses are going to come, and they're just not handling it well. Um, Joe Haig, he's at 49th overall with a 57.7. And uh, Joe Wrights is at uh, 43.6 with his grade at 66th overall. So we're not seeing a lot of great uh, tackle play out of there. We we do know that, you know, Costanzo and some of these guys are going to grow. But Costanzo has been uh, a pretty solid guy, you know, all things considered, uh, throughout the years. So, and if we didn't have him, uh, this offensive line would be an utter uh, just tire fire. So uh, we got to take – uh, our criticism of him with a little bit of a grain of salt, I think, and, and understand where we'd be without him. Uh, Jack Muhort is 20th overall for guards right now with an 80.7. He's been pretty good, although he's been susceptible to blowing assignments as well, just as anybody has. It's not, you know, uh, certainly not picking anybody apart uh, on this offensive line in particular, but he's just not, uh, He's he's been great 
for the majority of the year. And then, you know, the past couple of weeks, it seems like he's kind of fallen off a bit. Um, but I have no doubt that he'll continue to, you know, that he'll turn that around, I guess, and, uh, and get better. Denzel good. However, 76th overall with a 44.0. Um, I still think that they're crazy for not having him at tackle. I, you know, you have to at least put him back there because obviously it's not working at garden. Good. Uh, one of the guys who I've talked up since late last year has been, uh, very inconsistent in his guard play. And, you know, is one of the guys that is forgetting assignments or just not following through with assignments. He's not effective right now, uh, even probably 70 to 80 percent of the time. And that's a problem. So uh, when we get over to centers, Ryan Kelly is at 23rd. I think that's real close to where he was at uh, a couple weeks ago, the last time we did uh, pro football focus grades. And he's at a 78.4. And and he's doing, uh, you know, really well in pass block. He's actually improved that uh, even and he's at an 82, whereas he's a 66 in the run block, which, you know, uh, is debatable, you know, as far as where they have him ranked in that uh, situationally. I think his run block is pretty stinking good. And, you know, I, I just – his pass block is good too, but I think 66 is low if you compare it to other guys uh, when you're looking at their grades as well. Uh, we get to the cornerback crew. Now, this is a real situation here once we start talking about the secondary. It's it's really – a you know, uh, a bad situation in my opinion. Darius Butler is now the highest graded Colts uh, cornerback at 29th overall with a 79.4. He's done pretty well. I mean, but you know, they're grading him, um, giving. I think I I'm going to say that I'm going to assume that they're giving him grades from his snaps at uh, at safety for his cornerback grade which should tell you why his grade has gone up. He looks like he's a guy that I think the Colts should concentrate putting at and leaving at safety if at all possible. And of course, uh, health determines a lot of that. So uh, we look at Rashawn Melvin is all the way down to 55th, but he's still second on the Colts and 72 point at a 72.3. And as if you were here to uh, uh, mine and George's conversation uh, last week, talking about him being one of the biggest surprises in the, on the Indianapolis Colts. He is. He's one of the most solid tacklers. He's a pretty good defender. He's not great. But, look, the Colts need all the help they can get. And, you know, he's, he's doing about as good as can be. And then we get to a couple guys who have been, in my opinion, extremely disappointing this season. And that's Patrick Robinson at 90th overall with a 51.1 grade and Vontae Davis at 99th with a 48.5. These two guys have got to pick it up. I mean, I'll talk more about this, um, whether it be on here or an article or both, but Vontae Davis has really uh, fallen off as far as his ability to cover deep. Everything that he can cover, it seems like he needs to cover uh, in front of him or uh, level or lateral, and that seems to be the extent of his coverage skills. Granted, he's been injured a little bit, um, you know, nipped and and so on and so forth. Uh, Just little piddly uh, injuries, it appears. But, you know, he's he's a guy that the Colts really have to um, make sure is at the top of his game if they're going to continue to keep him on this roster. Now, don't get me wrong. He still, skill-wise, is one of the best corners in football. But is that skill level falling off? That's something they really need to evaluate and evaluate uh, accurately because if they don't, they're going to have an aging guy on their hands who can't cover deep, and that's a scary thought. Uh, We get over two safeties. Clayton Gathers is at 21st overall with an 81.3. 
He's been fantastic, although he, you know, nice to have him hopefully coming back this week from the concussion symptoms. And uh, that'll make me very happy because the Colts uh, badly are missing him uh, in the secondary. That's for sure. Mike Adams is down at 30th with a 79.9. He's been quiet lately uh, after having a couple of bad games. And um, I'd say that he has kind of leveled off. I, I wouldn't say that he's continued to be bad. He just hasn't had that great play or, or anything like that in the past few weeks. So let's not totally dismiss him. But our safety play overall hasn't been terrible. It's been inconsistent, most definitely. They're struggling to roll coverage, and that's an, a major issue in this kind of a defense, especially when your two corners, three corners are concentrating on press man responsibilities. Those safeties have to be able to be uh, elusive and uh, decisive when they're rolling their coverage because, as we know, there is uh, very little uh, specifics to a free or strong safety uh, in this defense. And both of these guys have to be able to cover both sides. And as we've seen, TJ Green continues to struggle uh, in his coverage responsibilities. In fact, he's all the way down to 86th with a 42.3. So we need him to be better. And we need a lot of that stuff to be better, especially in the secondary, because if it's not going to get better, the Colts are going to continue to lose and teams are going to continue to throw deep. And that, you know, uh, limited throws deep is not going to just uh, destroy a safety bunch. But when you continue to throw deep over and over and over again, safeties can only do so much if the coverage uh, at the line of scrimmage between zero and 15 yards is less than ac- less than good. So next we move to the linebackers and Dequell Jackson's all the way down at 77th with a 40.5 grade. And, and he is the top uh, of the Colts crew. And uh, this is just something that we've continued to talk about over and over. Um, not looking at snaps, John Adasha McNary is uh, somewhere around 85th, 86th with a 41.4 uh, grade in his limited snaps. And there's just a bunch of unlimited or limited guys who just really aren't getting the snaps. So um, this is something that the Colts need to improve on also, um, among other things, which is, uh, you know, uh, obvious uh, situation that we see week in and week out. Uh, interior defensive lineman T.Y. McGill is at 42 overall with a 74.2 grade. And uh, he just continues to do his job, which is eat up defenders and uh, occasionally get into the backfield. And that's really what he's supposed to do. Uh, next is uh, 76 overall is Hassan Ridgeway at 46.1. These aren't great grades, but it is what it is. That's the, These are the top grades on the Colts and um, these guys, not only do these guys need to get better, but other guys need to get better and, um, improve this group. This needs to have improved depth, uh, most definitely. And some of these guys aren't going to be on the team next year because they're going to have to improve it through the draft and possibly through free agency. But, uh, you know, like I said, it is what it is, uh, at 109th, Zach Kerr, 41.7. And, uh, then we have basically everybody else with David Perry at 112th. Arthur Jones, 116th, Kendall Lankford, 117th, and those are uh, 41.2, 39.6, and 38.8. So uh, a lot of lot of poor grades for the defensive interior, and it's not something, like I said, that we don't expect. It just seems that there are so many guys above them that don't necessarily get the attention of being very good, and it kind of makes you realize where the Colts are at in that category. Uh, Akeem Ayer, top edge defender for the Colts, had a, <coughs> had a 71, 
top edge defender for the Colts at a 71.4 grade, 59th overall. 59th is too low, 71.4, eh, not too bad. He's getting a lot more snaps than he has in the past. But, uh, you know, he's uh, not being used as a speci- specifically as an edge rusher. And then we get all the way down here to LeVar Edwards uh, at 97th, 43.5. And Eric Walden at 103rd with a 42.2. Then Robert Mathis, welcome to 108th, 40.5. These are things that uh, just aren't very good for the Colts. You know, a lot of their defense is in the gutter in uh, in this regard. But, you know, it's not only these grades, and we understand they're subjective, but their play has been pretty pretty bad as of late. You know, they'll have a game where they run defend pretty well and then they'll have a couple situations, a couple drives where they pass defend pretty well and then it all goes to hell after that and it just they just get, you know, uh torn up and it's just a bad situation. So the Colts defense has a lot of improvement to do this year and they don't have a lot of time to do it. So let's hope uh for the Colts that they can turn this thing around especially as quickly as possible on Monday. And, uh, you know, really make an impact uh, in New York against the Jets. It would definitely do uh, a lot of a lot of wonders for their uh, for their confidence. That's for sure. So uh, with that, I'm going to leave you guys here and uh, I'm going to talk to you guys on Wednesday. And uh, thank you for being patient for this Tuesday show. I apologize for it not coming out on time, but uh, we'll uh, do what I can do to try and stay healthy and not uh, come up to this situation again. So. Uh, Thank you guys for joining me. As always, go and subscribe to the podcast, Locked on Colts on Twitter and Facebook. Um, If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's mdanely underscore NFL. Uh, Thank you guys, as always. You've been great. And uh, like I said, tell a friend, tell a family member about the podcast if you love it. Tell them why you love it and get them to become listeners. So uh, appreciate you guys reaching out still on social media and everything else. It's been great. And uh, let's continue this ride. So. Uh, I'll talk to you guys all Wednesday right here on Locked on Colts. You are Locked on Colts, your daily podcast on the Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.